Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hello! Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to It Could Happen Here, the podcast about things falling apart and sometimes how we can put things back together. I'm Garrison Davis, uh, aspiring Rebus, and this is part two of my little two-part series talking about trans hormone replacement therapy. Last episode, we discussed what HRT is, its various benefits as gender-affirming treatment, and the informed consent model of receiving hormones. Uh, before we continue on with my discussion with Dr. Grieve, I would like to talk a bit more about informed consent. So the informed consent option can be great for many, many people uh, as it attempts to bypass some of the red tape around receiving gender-affirming health care. For informed consent, all you got to do is set up an appointment, uh, sign the forms, maybe get some blood work done, and then pick up your hormones, right? You, you don't need to live as trans for like two years or have letters from therapists, it, it, is, it is just up to you. Uh, so it is, it is really convenient if you can get that option. Some places even let you do it via telemedicine appointments, so you can just sit at home holding your little IKEA shark and then get your hormones, which does sound very, very nice. Planned Parenthood offers informed consent trans healthcare in many states, and in the show notes, I will link a Google map of the informed consent clinics from across the country. Depending on your insurance, you can get hormones for little to no extra cost this way. It can be really convenient. The biggest asterisk for informed consent is that since it's based on, you know, informed consent, it often is just for humans uh, age 18 and older. Or sometimes teens a few years younger, but only if their parents or guardians sign the forms. 
obviously this is not ideal for a 16 year old with transphobic parents who would really be helped by receiving like hormone blockers or something right another potential drawback is that the clinics can sometimes have quite the wait list i started off with the informed consent model because it was the easiest but by the time i needed more blood work done and my prescription refilled Setting up more appointments at Planned Parenthood became kind of a nightmare. Uh, I was continuously having appointments being canceled on me last minute and just getting pushed back months and months into the future. Eventually, I just resorted to getting hormones through my regular doctor instead of just continuing on with informed consent. Now, this is obviously a regional issue, right? I, I don't know what it's like in Florida, for example, but the COVID-19 pandemic has stressed a lot of the medical infrastructure here in the States and scheduling some appointments in these clinics can be still quite challenging. And as you know, a, a big theme of this show is that maybe we shouldn't assume the structures that hold up our society are concrete permanent fixtures. The term the crumbles that we use to describe the slow deterioration of the systems that we rely on was initially coined in reference to our medical system by a friend of the show who works in the medical field. Listen to the first five episodes of The Daily Show talking about climate change for more on that. But a part of the Crumbles idea is trying to learn how to become less reliant on the systems that we take for granted, right? Trying to solve for the fallacy of misplaced concreteness before it's too late. On that note, uh, back to my discussion with Dr. Victoria Luna Brennan-Grieve, assistant professor at the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy. For places that are getting, uh, you know, all of these anti-trans bills, criminalizing all of this stuff for minors, and then, you know, eventually maybe even, you know, my, my, my big fear is that, you know, first off, they're going to criminalize it for minors, then they're going to say, the brain's not fully developed until you're 25, and they're going to criminalize it until you're 25, and then they're just going to criminalize it for everyone after that. Mm -hmm. um, so for all of these places that are making access to healthcare so much harder, what what is what is one to do like if these if, the, if there's these kids and then even adults who are like just find it so much harder to get stuff like i i know there's the informed consent clinics but and I, there, there's like there's like a few in texas but i don't even know what they can even offer anymore right like it's really unclear yeah well i i'll tell you some of that fear is already becoming reality here in pennsylvania just Two days ago, uh, HB, I think it was HB 972, passed by the, the House in, in, down in Harrisburg, that prevents, it, it's a ban on trans people playing sports up through the college level, not just yeah. high school and grade school. It's all the way up through you know, secondary education. Yep. Uh, and even though our governor like, has vowed to veto it, like, who even knows what's going to happen, but they're already taking, taking aim. At, at this higher level kind of thing. And there's a lot of precedent for that. But my goodness, if th there's a long and, and storied history of DIY hormone therapy, and it's easier for the trans feminine individuals because testosterone is actually a, a schedule two controlled schedule, substance. I think it's schedule two or schedule, schedule three. It, it might be a three. I think it's it, a schedule three sort of steroid. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll write a little thing about it and I'll say yeah. it in the episode. And it's such a funny reason too, because it's just, you can use it to dope for endurance based, like, like cycling and running because it will increase your red blood cell count. That's it. Like, and so it's a controlled substance because people can use it to dope for, 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 for sports. So it, it, that's a little bit harder to get a hold of in, in like a, a meaningful way. But there are a lot of different 
allegedly there are a lot of different places online that you can acquire estrogen or estradiol relatively easily. Now I'm going to actually pause the uh, discussion with me and Dr. Grieve to talk a little bit about DIY HRT, or for those anti-acronym people out there, uh, do-it-yourself hormone replacement therapy. Now again, I'm not a medical doctor. Unless you have a problem regarding parapsychology, I cannot offer you any expertise. But I can talk about DIY HRT as it's existed for trans people for the past two decades. Because an unfortunate truth is, although it's gotten much easier to get gender-affirming care and hormones the past few years, even in states that aren't facing this wave of anti-trans healthcare bills, the medical establishment hasn't been the most trans-friendly place in general. A recent Center for American Progress report found that nearly half of transgender people and 68% of transgender people of color reported having experienced mistreatment at the hands of a medical provider. Uh, including refusal of care and verbal or physical abuse, just in the year before the survey, which took place in June of 2020. So this is this is still very much an ongoing issue. One in two trans people reported that their access to gender-affirming healthcare was curtailed significantly during the pandemic, and nearly one in two transgender adults have had insurance providers deny them coverage for gender-affirming care. And very often, doctors don't even know how to properly treat transgender patients, and often it's up to the patients to educate the doctors on trans healthcare issues. The Center for American Progress survey from last year found that one in three trans people report having to teach their doctors about trans people to get them appropriate care, and 15% reported having been asked invasive or unnecessary questions about being trans which were not related to the reasons for them visiting the doctor. The report cited a 2018 brief from the Kaiser Family Foundation that found that more than half of medical school curriculums lack information about unique health issues the LGBTQ community faces and doesn't cover treatment beyond HIV prevention and care. So obviously that leaves a lot to be desired for people wanting to receive transgender health care. Between medical mistreatment, insurance complications, and doctor ignorance, Many trans folks have taken it upon themselves to get the drugs necessary for hormone replacement therapy, because the alternative is often just having to face not being able to receive the healthcare that in many cases makes it possible to live. The Center for American Progress survey found that 28% of trans folks report having postponed or not gotten necessary medical care for fear of discrimination. Taking your endocrinology and hormone treatment into your own hands has a lengthy history, and used to be much more common in the days before informed consent. In a survey of trans people in Washington, D.C., circa 2000, over half of the respondents said that they had used non-prescribed hormones, also known as DIY HRT. So, information on how to go about DIYing your HRT spread via online forums and websites in the early 2000s. And after some trial and error, uh, the information is kind of consolidated into a few main information hubs, uh, that being the DIY HRT wiki, hrt.cafe, and diyhrt.github.io. Now, obviously, when you're getting into taking drugs from online sources, you need to be extremely careful and cautious about what foreign chemicals you're putting into your body, uh, including in trying to only acquire drugs from trustworthy sources, doing drug testing if you can, and doing your own blood testing before and after to keep an eye on your testosterone and estrogen levels. 
it, it is possible to order blood tests uh, via online and send it through a lab that you have to ship your blood to, but often it's just easier to do it by going through the medical system. Now, one massive caveat with DIY HRT is although it's more straightforward to acquire estradiol and antiandrogens like Spiro from online sources, getting testosterone for masculinization therapy is much more tricky because in most places it's a restricted drug. Here in the States, it is a Schedule Three substance, so technically buying it without a prescription would be a felony. Um, so for this reason, most DIY HRT stuff focuses on feminizing hormones since that is less legally complicated. Now, obviously, you know, steroids exist, so it is possible to get them, uh, but I will not be giving out uh, guides on how to do that here on the pod, but, you know, you can, you can look into it if you so desire. For feminizing hormones, the main way of going about it requires obtaining bioidentical estradiol. It can come in a few forms. Uh, pills, which are not difficult to acquire, and assuming you get the dose right, it's pretty easy because it's just a process of dissolving the little pill tablets under your tongue, and that's kind of it. Right? Dosage is its own thing, which you can figure out if you do reading, but the actual taking of it is pretty straightforward. Uh, transdermal estrogen, or transdermal estradiol, is kind of the new hot thing. Uh, usually this has you taking weekly estradiol patches, which you just switch out every week. Um, or you can also do daily gels that you just rub on your body. Although unfortunately for dosing gels, it can be more tricky if you go DIY because it's hard to know what concentration just the gel is if you're just rubbing a salve on yourself if it's not already prepackaged. Uh, but the patches are pretty good. And lastly, the classic method is injectable estradiol at various concentrations in the form of some oil solution. This can usually be the cheapest option if you can figure out how to buy estradiol. Uh, and needles and syringes can be bought at any pharmacy just over the counter in most countries without a prescription. For feminizing hormones, some people also take antiandrogens, aka testosterone blockers like spiralactone, uh, which can be acquired online and are almost always taken orally in the form of a pill. Now, when getting these drugs online, there are two main categories of purchase. There's pharmaceutical grade and home brewed. Pharmaceutical grade refers to HRT produced by legitimate pharmaceutical companies that are licensed and subject to regulation. They should be of the same quality as those found in your local pharmacy, and they can be ordered without a prescription from websites based in countries that allow for the legal exportation of certain medications. These will almost always carry less inherent risk versus receiving and taking home-brewed hormones, which leads us to the second version that you can buy, which is home-brewed. Uh, this refers to HRT produced by individuals by sourcing raw estradiol or whatever other chemical you're taking in the form of a powder and then compounding the medication themselves. They do not synthesize or create from scratch these hormones, but they do use the powdered versions of them, and they get them from sources from drug manufacturing companies to synthesize it into their own estradiol or whatever other drug you're taking. But, you know, in the antiandrogen list, there's there's too many too many to name. Now, while this this concept does sound scary and it can obviously go wrong if someone's not synthesizing it correctly, uh, there are a couple well-respected members of the community that have been known to produce high-quality and safe HRT medications. But before anyone decides to take drugs that you get on the internet, please, 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 please do lots of reading beforehand on, on dosage, uh, effects, side effects, and be very cautious with your drug sourcing, right? 
you should know who you're buying it from. You don't want to just buy from whatever sketchy website. You should make sure that what you're doing is other people are backing up on this decision. Make sure that it's there's you you, you can cross reference information here. Because there's a lot of information out there online, and not all of it is good information, obviously. But really try to cross-reference information on any drug sources, on hormone dosage, on and any possible drug interactions if you're taking multiple drugs or you already have prescriptions. Now, I should I should note that supply chain issues that affect the medical system can even extend out to DIY HRT. There's no true escape. There's no true other. One of the main pharmaceutical-grade online sites to source HRT from is currently out of estradiol pills. So there, there, is, there is no true escape sometimes. But to learn more about DIY HRT, you should check out diyhrt.github.io or hrt.cafe and the diytrans.wiki. And keep in mind, not everything you read on those sources is necessarily good advice or up-to-date with the current information on how these drugs work. Recently, I was reading a guide I found via one of those sites on how to homebrew my own estrogen uh, by uh, buying the powdered version of it and then synthesizing it myself to level up my alchemy stat. Um, and I found the guide I was reading contained quite a bit of outdated misinformation about progesterone. So don't take everything you read as gospel, but those resources are at least a good place to start. Anyway, now back to the interview. The problem that you might run into with DIYing it is you might not be able to get the bioequivalent estradiol in some form. You might have to settle for conjugated estrogens or even uh, something like an ethanol estradiol, which is like hormonal birth control, which yeah. uh, because they are synthetics, they actually have a much rougher uh, time on your body. And that's where a lot of the side effects quote unquote, like come from like all of the, the worry about like blood clots and things from taking estrogens comes from conjugated estrogens, ethanol estradiol. I didn't know that. Yeah. The actual study uh, that a lot of that is citing goes all the way back and it was studying the rate of clotting in cisgender women taking hormonal taking birth control. Birth control. Okay. And it's just like, okay, so this is the wrong population with the wrong medication. Yeah, that seems like not a great scientific study. Right. What do we do? I mean, it, it might be great to talk about for, for the rate for, of for clotting. That, for yes. Yeah, right. Yes. But which, not which, for trans women or people like really, me who want to take estrogen. Right. Yeah. right. It, doesn't, it doesn't really help so much. Um, and, and what I think is also pretty wild, to, I mentioned the progesterone thing earlier, a lot of that controversy comes from the fact that the original studies on whether or not it could be beneficial were done with medroxyprogesterone, a synthetic progesterone that has a really nasty side effect profile in a lot of different ways. And now that we have micronized progesterone, where the evidence suggests that not only is it safe, it actually makes estrogen safer. And now they're like, no, we can't give that. That's just that's just crazy talk. <laughs> I, I, I will say I have heard from people with more experience taking hormones than me that progesterone does make you way too horny. Um, so <laughs> just, just, ju just a heads up for for uh, side effects. Hashtag can confirm. But um, 
Well, but it, but progesterone can have a lot of other really beneficial side effects. It can really increase the fat deposition to various places. It can help with your mood. It can help with your sleep. It actually reduced the period symptoms that I was having because uh, I because uh, there's surprise people on estrogen can also have periods. Yep. Uh, and because your body again knows what it's doing, it's going to modulate it through the E1, E2, E3 pathway like throughout the month in a cyclical fashion, and you can get bloating and cramps. And I, I had really bad morning sickness like for for three days, every 28 days for months until eventually I started micronized progesterone and those symptoms alleviated, which makes a kind of sense if you know that progesterone only birth control reduces periods. So like there's there's, there's a lot of precedent. It makes a lot of like sense that it would work. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Jean, and Vlastor on the business. I understand now. It's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return, your time won't, and we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. God, I... Mm. It's, I need to tell you... Have, mm. have you ever heard of the Powers Method of... of no. Oh, Garrison. <laughs> I am so excited to introduce you to this person. Like, Dr. Powers is a fascinating grifter in the trans healthcare space because he is a he's a physician who like has has made it his duty to 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 make sure that trans people, especially trans women, he actually doesn't like really have anything to say about trans men because the the therapy is so like easy to 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 do yeah that he has a uh, wild postulation uh as to like better ways to give hormones and he, he has things where it's like well you don't need anti-androgens you just give really high levels of injectable estrogen which like i mean that'll probably work it because it turns work out- for some people but yeah yeah but but also estrogen is like really safe and so like you can give it to an unbelievably high level it's not really going to sp- speed things up exactly like it will maybe a little bit but not that much and any of the side effects you might experience which could also come from the the excipients the the non-active elements of it like you can be allergic to those if you have a really high dose it could be a real problem um but the big thing for him is he pushes that micronized progesterone is not only necessary and good especially for breast size you should also stick the oral capsules in your butt uh, oh, I, we're we are we are officially boofing estrogen now. Yes, this, yes. I, okay. Well, I'm I'm switching back to pills. This sounds very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> well, so well. Oh my gosh. So the 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 idea is his line is um, that. The, you know that the oral capsules you only get a tiny fraction of the total progesterone and you get a lot more if you stick it up you get the whole dose if you stick it up your butt uh-huh. which like if you know literally anything about pharmacology is both right and entirely insane because uh anything that you take orally it there's a bioavailable like level of it like so Oral uh, micronized progesterone has a bioequivalence of, I think, like two or three percent, which is why when you take like a hundred milligram capsule, you get like a certain blood level. If you take it rectally, it's like a 12 percent. It's still not the whole thing, which is why the the um, micronized progesterone rectal suppositories are 25 milligrams to give you the same exposure. So it's four times the the systemic absorption, which means that if you are boofing a micronized progesterone capsule, you are getting three to four times the dose that you should be getting. And uh, the I pulled, because I, I get into fights with people all the time about this, I pulled the original FDA filing uh, for micronized progesterone, and they suggested that 300 milligrams is basically getting to what like a cisgender person's maximum progesterone levels would be, meaning that if you're boofing one or two, as some of his regimen suggests, <laughs> like you might be essentially overdosing, overdosing on progesterone for no reason. Like there's no real reason to do that, and well, it is just crazy. When when I started this call today, I did I did not think we would get to boofing progesterone. <laughs> 
It is a weird, like a, a a weirdly large part of my Twitter interactions have been fighting people to stop boofing progesterone. Um, well, so I, I needed to say it. Unfortunately, you just exposed this idea to millions of more people. No, well, no, I'm saying don't do it. Well, and so, oh, it, but you know, you know, you know, that's not how that works. I do you know don't. that's not how that works. But I mean, I, I tell you, if if, uh, if if your your friend uh, Robert Evans were here, I could pitch a hole behind the bastards on this dr powers guy um, um, he sounds he sounds fascinating he has a subreddit like all good physicians do i love when um, my doctor has a subreddit and my my favorite post other than recently he's been pushing this like miracle hair tonic that he made which is oh, like come oh, on buddy like yeah, really? like now it's just it, obvious <laughs> he calls it tonic uh, yep yep uh, the the verb he uh-huh. might call it he might even call it an elixir which is very oh, funny boy. but come on come on for my I, magical hair tonic exactly and, and it's wow. so funny because one of the components of it i think is finasteride like i i looked at the and i'm like yes that is something for bald for male pattern baldness it will probably work congratulations you just remade rogaine uh but the the the, the single post that i feel like perfectly encapsulates this guy's mentality um is <laughs> there's this big post that went around through like cisgender like kind of like centrist spaces that every trans person i saw was just like excuse me what the fuck where this guy was secretly microdosing injectable estrogen that he prescribed himself which sounds kind of illegal not gonna lie uh and messed up the dose by a thousand percent wait. by a th- by a times <laughs> wait. thousand wait yeah yeah wait. yeah and um like I, I can give you the link i i can I, I know exactly where it is i can give you the link if you wanted to read this it is buck wild but the, the thing is he goes on to describe this like acute dysphoric episode that he had from one high dose of subcutaneous estrogen a thing that is not physiologically possible and in completely insane and he but he was like but i understand the pain that trans women go through because i fucked up a dose where i was secretly taking estrogen to make my face look younger so i understand your pain and have so much empathy for for the trans women's that i am trying to save and it is so frustrating to me how many people give him like credence give him credit um because he he has he has claims like apply progesterone cream to the, the the smaller breast to even them out and it's like okay my dude have you ever met like people with breasts one yeah. is larger than the other that's how breasts work and it's like well what's your evidence for that well i had two people who did it and they said it worked uh, okay cool do you have those those reports no 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 they got burned up in a house fire and it's very sad and i can't what, give you that does data. He actually say that yes so oh why? this is the, so he worked in a clinic that a friend of mine actually moved to after they got rid of him because he made all these wildly anecdotal claims. And whenever anybody challenged, and then his house burned down, which is actually very sad because his cats died in it. And he oh, didn't no. deserve his cats because cats are perfect creatures. And this man is insane. The cats and a grifter. The cats the did ca- nothing wrong. Cats never do anything wrong. Cats are are perfect magical beings. Uh, I love yours so much as they keep crossing in front of the screen. As they do. They're perfect. Um, But so whenever anybody challenges him on literally any of his claims, he goes, well, I had all of that data, but it burned up in my house. And then he like makes it a sob story about like how like, like, horrible this was which like i'm sure it was really bad like i'm sure it was like really really bad but even his um like 
PowerPoint presentations that he has that he like goes through to like really like talk about the powers method and make it sound like really, really good has a like fire safety section oh. specifically so he can garner this like sympathy so people will not question his claims that have no evidence behind them. And so it's just such a fantastic examination. To me, I, I, it's just so weird seeing like a space that has historically been denigrated in the evidence, you know, you had that whole episode on like the Hirschfeld Institute and, you know, we see all this like anti-trans uh, like propaganda and legislation going on right now, that there's a lot of like empty space in the medical record and in the evidence record uh, for what to do in these situations. There's a lot of confusion from the guidelines and these other societies like I was talking about. And in steps this guy who sees an opportunity to be like, uh, a like popular, like powerful individual in this space to give people hope that he can cash in on. Uh, and since the medications and since the hormone therapy is so safe, he doesn't actually hurt that many people. And it's, it is so wild seeing this juxtaposition of individuals being like, well, this is unsafe experimental nonsense. And seeing this guy flagrantly overdosing people on hormones with no ill effects because they're that safe. <laughs> Uh that is that is pretty funny. Yeah, fu yeah, it's 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 funny in that like laughing until you're crying kind of way. Yes, yes. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Jin, and Vlastor on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return, your time won't, and we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What is a way that people can try to combat all the medical disinformation around HRT specifically? Uh, Because we do this specifically, we see this a lot in the Save the Children rhetoric. We see this a lot for just anti-trans stuff in general. Um, And like, yeah, just in terms of someone who has to deal with this stuff on a professional level, like when, when we're just faced with all of this just blatantly, just like, wrong stuff uh, being treated as absolute fact. In your experience, what's kind of the best ways to go about that in people? Oh, my goodness. Um, it kind of depends on the audience. Uh, when I'm talking to other other healthcare practitioners, I, um, I, can, I, I have historically, because I do a lot of like teaching and advocacy in this area to other healthcare practitioners. And um, holding sessions like volunteering for to to hold sessions of like to educate on this and say like these are the kind of regimens that are commonly used in clinics this is why these are things to look out for and to stress the importance of believing the the patient and um the importance of you don't want to gatekeep because if if which they're they're not that dangerous but if there is to be a problem you would rather have that patient want to work with you to solve it is like such a big part of it. Like even just understanding that from that level that you're not like delivering this kind of like life-saving medication to them as this like Lord on high. It's this idea that like, no, you should be working with this person. And if you're not familiar with it, you need to do your fucking research. Uh, And I I will give you the resources for that. I will, I will walk you through those resources. And that's, that's awfully convincing for the majority of healthcare individuals at any level. Cause I've done, I've done talks for students in nursing programs and physical therapy programs all the way up to like actively uh, practicing physicians, nurses, and pharmacists. And it's basically the same. You just, you, you make the argument, you show the evidence, you give them the evidence and you walk them through uh, like, kind of, and, and then, and then have a robust question and answer period where they will ask you those questions and you can explain why they are wrong. Having that kind of dedicated space can be really beneficial, but not scalable in a way that's necessarily helpful. Like I've made a positive impact on my city, but that doesn't really necessarily help if you yourself are not a healthcare practitioner and want to like explain this kind of stuff. And I I mentioned earlier that on Twitter, I've spent a lot of time like arguing that people shouldn't be boofing their progesterone, but I've had to stop because it's exhausting. Every single person like coming back. It's like the same conversations over and over again. And there's no good way to 
like have a central location that just has all that information that anybody's going to believe because of the way the internet works. Um, so I guess my answer is I'm not sure. Like there, there's so much misinformation out there and so much of it is so wrong and not in alignment with reality that looking at it at all, it falls to pieces. And, and the idea of the majority of people, so I guess I could say, if a person is coming to you and asking legitimate questions and they don't really know, like they're just like parroting stuff that they heard, they, yeah. they're much easier to convince because you can show like, oh, well, like we have a long history of doing this. Like, look at, the, you know, I, I tell my students about how like 1952 was the first like recognized hormonal mediated uh, transition in the United States. Like it, she was like a, a movie star. Um, and, and, you know, I talk about a lot of the history to be like, this isn't new. This is something like we have been here forever. Um, my, my favorite story, do you know about the story about the Scythian priestesses? Yes, I actually do, but I would love for you to explain it. But I, oh I, my god, I, I found out about that a few months ago, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> makes me so happy. So, so to to explain very briefly, I I think it it's an old um, I think it was like Herodotus. It's like an old like Grecian like author that we have information, oh, author, philosopher, uh, whatever historian. But they talk about in one of the texts the Scythian priestesses who uh, essentially distill the poison of woman, they call it in one of the texts, which I think is just such a great term, from um, uh, pregnant mare urine, which interestingly enough, we actually still make today conjugated estrogens. The brand name is Premarin because it comes from pregnant mare urine. Like are, it's you literally, are you yeah. serious? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's literally a thing that we still do today. That is hilarious. It's beautiful. It's so good. Um, and, and so they, they were priestesses. They were like, you know, people would come to them to seek out their wisdom and their like this like yeah. spiritual thing. And it was a it was like a bunch of trans women who like got high, told stories, and probably fucked each other. And that sounds like a polycule to me. But um, I mean, like my, the the Scythians Cili were like a nomadic uh, group of people who would travel all around kind of what is now the Middle East. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's I mean, I I do love the idea of trans people having like specific like more esoteric insight almost naturally because yes. they've had to deal with ideas of ontology and ideas so ontology is just like the nature of being mm -hmm. um and so having to deal with that having to deal with like the nature of reality from a much a younger age because their whole perception of reality and self is obviously so different because of their experience of being what is now mm -hmm. called trans um so it makes a lot of sense that a lot of these people would have been like basically different forms of shamans mediums or just have like esoteric insight because they've been thinking about these types of like reality altering topics for so much longer because it's so much pr more personally affecting to them. Mm -hmm. um, and, but and yes, the, when I specifically read about the Scythian priestesses, I'm like, oh my, they're just like doing the thing. They're just doing the thing. It turns out we've been doing this forever. My favorite account is a uh, one of the reasons they commanded respect of the like masculine leaders that would come to get information was because they were all terrified that they would inflict the poison of women Which onto is, yes, them. It, it does spread, by the way. It is. Oh, no, it, it's, it, it's highly contagious. It actually, is it is contagious. But it, it, the idea that like there was like some of the respect was from like. 
this fear of being force femmed is hilarious <laughs> from like this early BC. The primordial fear of the being primordial fear. I was gonna say, Garrison, you mentioning like ontology. My original degree was in psychology and philosophy. So like, let's go, baby. We can go deep on some of this stuff. Oh, I'm sure. Um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure we could talk about uh, mysticism and magic and gender for a long, long time. Oh my god, that'd be as, a whole other podcast. As those, those are big areas of interest. Um, but I, but I, but I super agree with you because I've been thinking about this, and I've ended up having conversations with a lot of my peers in pharmacy and in the university because people might not recognize this, but pharmacy is actually one of the more conservative spaces in healthcare. Uh, like, my my school had a dress code for the students until two years ago when I fought hard enough to get it removed. Like, it was wild. Um, like the code of conduct committee tried to get me, tried to prevent me from getting my ears pierced. Like really? it is, yeah, it's a wild space for me to exist in. Um, it's extremely conservative, extremely traditional. Like the, some, like, yeah, I, I got stories, uh, that I'd love to tell if you wanted to hear them. But the, the thing that I think is really interesting is when, you look at me in comparison to my my colleagues who are predominantly like Christian, predominantly like traditionalist, predominantly capitalist, and I roll in as this like anti-capitalist, like anarchist, trans woman who's poly, who's pansexual, who's a pagan, all the P's. And it's like, well, once I question gender, I started realizing all of culture and society is bullshit. Uh -huh. it's all and now thing. I can tell you the truth. Come to me for the truth of reality. No, it even makes sense in terms of like, you know, why why did two trans women make the matrix? You're like, yeah, no, it's like it's it is it is the same thing as your your entire nature and basis of reality was severely questioned. So yes. you so you're trying to trying to understand these feelings and for you know, in modern days, we have like stuff like simulation theory. We have the, the Matrix, um, and then you know, but before before then, you know, it would have been taken out in like spiritualism and religion, mm -hmm. and you know, the different levels of reality on like the whole like mystic side of things, as opposed yeah. to like the more sci-fi side of things. Right. Um, but yeah, like it, it's it's all the same stuff. Like you're you're <laughs> you're you're playing with the same things. Um, but yeah, it is. It is just a funny, a, f a funny trend that once you once you notice it, you'll you'll start seeing it in in like different places. Yeah. So we are still mystics who understand the true reality of the world and will force fem you if you don't give us respect. I just don't see what the problem is. I believe that that was my takeaway from Matrix Resurrections. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, a hundred percent. Well, um, is is there is there anything else you would want to you would want to add? Oh my goodness. Um, I don't know, fight for trans people. One of the things that I end up always having to talk to my students about and colleagues and things is what ally means. Because I, I, I've literally gotten into arguments with people who are like, oh yeah, it's LGBTQIA because A stands a for ally. A stands for ally. And, no, and I'm like, doesn't. oh, I will knife you. Like, it, I'm doesn't, like, it doesn't stand for ally. It stands for right. asexual or... Uh, or aromantic or, or agender. Aromantic or, or agender, yeah. yes. All of, but it's, all, of, yeah. all, all, of, all of the other A's. <laughs> yes, but it's, the, it's this thing where um, people think being an ally is just being like like okay with a person existing, the kind of like, well, if it makes you happy, which is like, okay, motherfucker, that's not, like that is so belittling of the experience. Um, that's not allyship. To be no. an ally, you have to leverage your privilege by not being a member of that community to protect people in that community. You can be tolerant, 
but not an ally. And that's sort of where the old saying comes from that we, if that's what being an ally is to you, we don't need allies, we need accomplices. Yep. And um, with the current legislative push against trans people, I mean, like literally what I do is like a felony in three states now, or almost a felony in three states. Oh, and it's going to be a growing number of states. Yeah. And, and, and it's just so unbelievably depressing. And there aren't enough, I mean, there's a lot of trans and, and non-binary and, and every kind of expression you could want people in this country, way more than, than a lot of surveys suspected. Um, but we're not enough to necessarily fight this in a way that isn't going to end up with increasing violence. I mean, the, the FBI's statistics of uh, random violence against like hate crimes specifically has been rising against LGBT people, especially trans people in the last couple of years. And I'm sure it's only um, going to get more in the next few years still with all of the with the wave of stuff happening the past few months. Yeah. So if you're if you're not if you're a cis person and you want to be an ally, you got to fight for us. And if you're a trans person, if you don't have other reasons why you can't, maybe arm yourself uh, in some way at this point. If, I, if, you, oh, if you feel m mentally if, capable, capable of doing it's it. not a bad idea to learn how to do yeah. things. It's not a, not a bad idea to get Stop the Bleed training, not a bad idea yes. to get, you know, emergency first aid training, right? All of, yes. all of, all of the things. Um, Absolutely. Because um, things are things are happening, and they're going to keep happening. Uh, one might say it could happen here. Wow! Um, I know really, we really we really pulled just, this together. Just pulled it back. Just just really encapsulated it. So yeah, I think that does it for us today. Um, do you do you have do you have any uh, pluggables that you would like to? Uh, plug <laughs> yeah sure uh so if you wanted to talk to me more you can uh I, i'm on twitter for now assuming that elon musk doesn't make it entirely unlivable uh at uh vixen witch but the w is two v's i don't post a whole lot but you can you can find me there you can also just straight up email me if you had questions my like work email for that purpose is just victoria.grieve at pit.edu i'd ha i'd be happy to answer any questions that people have uh and it's a robust university uh firewall so if i get hate that that's fine it won't get through um the, the and then outside of like my classes and stuff the only other thing i wanted to plug because you brought it up uh i I'm a frequent guest on a podcast that a friend of mine hosts called School of Movies, and we actually did Matrix 2, 3, and 4. Nice. Um, and I was on those episodes and talked a lot about the trans narrative therein. Uh, we also did an episode on Priscilla, Queen of the Desert that I'm really proud of. Uh, because I, it's I, great! I was, I was lucky enough to watch Priscilla, Queen of the Desert a few a few months ago um, with some queer friends of mine. And with Hugo yes. Weaving in, in, in both of those he things. Is, so he it's is, perfect. He, it, is pretty, it is pretty fun watching Hugo Weaving go from Agent Smith to his character in Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. It's beautiful. Um, it, it's a beautiful metamorphosis. <laughs> it's, it's, it, is, it, it is very good. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on to talk. Yeah, anytime. Thank you for listening to my little two-parter on hormone replacement therapy. If you want to start reading more on the DIY and mutual aid side of things, check out diyhrt.github.io uh, hrt.cafe and diytrans.wiki as a jumping off point, but obviously don't take everything you read on the internet as gospel. I do think it is worth learning how to make your own drugs, possibly, and learning how to source your own estrogen from places that are not just a doctor. 
because who knows what other states will start criminalizing getting drugs from a doctor, right? It's, it is, there seems to be a trend of making HRT illegal uh, via the medical system. So this is something definitely to look into because it seems more and more people will face restrictions in this vein. So yeah, that's a kind of a big reason for why I wanted to talk about this today on the pod. A uh, big extra special thanks to Dr. Victoria, Luna, Brennan, Grieve for coming on to talk with me about gender-affirming hormonal treatment. You can check her out or ask her questions on her Twitter, which can be found at VixenWitch, with uh, two Vs for the W in Witch. Uh, or you can email her queries at victoria.grieve at pit.edu. And that does it for us today, everybody. You can follow the show at Happen Here Pod and Cool Zone Media on Twitter and Instagram. And you can look at my late night gender hostile tweets at Hungry Bowtie. See you on the other side. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X visit tomboyx.com. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over guys. All stars Four is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay. And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hello! Acclaim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.